Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and uh, here we are at the first of uh, three bank holiday weekends uh, coming up in, in, well, April, May. And um, as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. How are you, my good friend? Yes, very well. Very well. Looking forward to the weekend. A Peterborough going up? Uh, Well, yeah, I'm going to say yeah. (laughs) Crikey, you got a bit more confidence than when we last spoke. You were like down in the doldrums oh we can't do this and now all of a sudden a few teams starting to bottle it and you're full of hope again well you never know do you it's it's it's, it's a lot of, <laughs> it is a lottery i mean uh, we've got bristol rovers and away at barnsley and barnsley have secured uh, uh you know top six space and then derby they've got um portsmouth at home and uh sheffield wednesday away so if if sheffield wednesday if if, if if uh, well, especially if Plymouth don't win tomorrow and Sheffield Wednesday do, then Sheffield Wednesday could still go up automatically. So, and they're playing <laughs> Derby on the last day, so it's all to play for. I mean, you know, who knows? I don't know what the mindset of Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday would be if they were in the in the uh, playoffs, though. Yeah, because I mean, they do get a week off, don't they? I think you know, the playoffs start on the twentieth of May. Yes, yes, so, and. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's still a big game. Sheffield Wednesday Derby is still a big game, isn't it? You'd want to win that, wouldn't you? As a, you know, if Sheffield Wednesday win it, it says something. That, well, you know, if Derby win that, then obviously they've got the upper hand on them. You know, well, I mean, let's be honest. In all honesty, Sheffield Wednesday v Derby County is not a game that should be being played in League One, is it? No, no. So whatever happens, you know, you're going to have. You know, there's teams in this league that aren't going to get out of it that shouldn't be in it. And, and you know, you you are the yo-yo team, Peter, but up and down like a horse draws, aren't you? Between the championship yeah, and yeah. one, mate. I think it's a, like I say. I think it is worrying times, though. Whatever happens, I think it's going to be a little bit of a worry. It's obviously a, if you go up, it's a little bit of you know the the worry is obviously you get more money, but it costs more money, doesn't it? There's only four teams scored more goals than you. It's always exciting watching your boys, isn't it? Oh yes, they score. Yeah, and I'm making a seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yes, it's been. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's been the best of seasons, but it certainly hasn't been the worst. No, and for for my Lincoln boys, nice, uh, comfortable, boring mid-table, just how I like it in this league. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, we'll, well, I think we'll be meeting. I think we'll, uh, come the end of the day, we'll probably be meeting each other next season. Yes, and I'll once again be able to stick two fingers up at you in the away end. <laughs> Right, let's get on with it then. The funny, funny schedule this, isn't it? The th- we've got th- the majority of the games on Sunday, aren't they? I think due to this week. Playing on Tuesday as well. Yeah. I'm very confused. Yes, yeah. Right, let's get on with it then. Uh, Crystal Palace against West Ham to start off with. Recent head-to-heads, Palace have won two. There's been two draws. Uh, West Ham have won four. Um, the line's off scratch here. When off scratch at home, Palace's record reads 1-3, drawn five, lost two. Come off a, you know, a disappointing 2-0 uh, defeat away at Wolves. Uh, West Ham... Uh, when they're off scratch, they away one five drawn two lost three. So not a bad, um, you know, set of results. Coming off a, a slightly disappointing two one defeat at home to Liverpool. Um, two or less goals have been seen in Palace's last three off scratch. Two hundred and forty three matches, eighty uh, uh, home, seventy eight push, eighty five away. So eighty to eighty five. No value in the line. It'll be a hard fought game, though. I would imagine it is enough to be honest, Pete. I'm leaning to the away side here. Eight- Recent meetings have been equally split. 
But after exploding into life when Roy Hodgson returned, they scored nine goals in their first three games under him, did Palace. They've now failed to score in their last two Premier League games against Everton and Wolves. Now, when the teams have met in recent seasons, the Hammers have scored in each of the last well, the Hammers have scored in each of the last seven Premier League games. Over two and a half goals is on a four and one run in West Ham games. And the last two visits to this ground, West Ham have won three two. The goal line set at just two and a quarter here, Pete. And I know that I've just said about Hodgson's team declining and in the last couple of games, but I do think this will be a more open game than many think. Because at the end of the day, I think both teams are, well, certainly Palace and West Ham probably touch wood. They've got a game in hand. will feel a little bit more comfortable than they were feeling a few weeks ago. So I think this will be a bit more open than many think. I think on the over two and a half, uh, sorry, over two and a quarter goals, Pete, I think there's a bit of value. Next up, uh, Brentford versus uh, Forest. Uh, the, the line is uh, minus three quarters of goal here. Um when minus three quarters, Brentford at home, one one draw, one lost one. Their victory was by two or more goals. Got a, a, a great two 0 victory away at Chelsea. Mind you, I don't know how great that is considering the Chelsea side <laughs> at the moment, but it's it's still a good win against rivals. Uh, Forest, when they're away, when they're plus three quarters, they've lost all four games, two by two or more goals. Come off a much needed three one victory under Brighton. Two or less goals seen in Brentford's last three. Minus three quarters, 210, 67 times the home side are covered, 63 half wins, 80 um, uh, losses. So that makes 98 and a half to the home, 80 to the away. Slight value, Brentford, my rating suggesting. I think, again, this is going to be a tough, uh, hard-fought match. Yeah, and Forrest had a, a great result in the week, didn't they? It was a really good performance from them. But Their away record this season is dreadful. They've taken just six of the 30 points they've acquired from games on the travels. They've only scored seven times away from home. And they've got a goal difference of minus 32 on the road. And if we we do this game that we often do, Pete, where we substitute Brentford's name for another Premier League side. Now, Brighton are just two points ahead of Brentford. And, you know, admittedly, they've got a few games in hand. What will Brighton be for this game? On this line, yeah, 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 it'd be, one and a quarter, yeah, possibly. Chelsea, eight points below Brentford. If this was Chelsea against Nottingham Forest, how would this line be priced? Yes, it would be a, uh, you know, it would be a far bigger, wouldn't it, for Chelsea minus one, minus one and a quarter. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of winning by margin, we know Forest are scrapping for their lives. So I'm not going to go out on a limb and suggest, you know, Brentford minus three quarters. But the best price, four to six, to take all three points in this game, you can get that at spread X. I'm sure you can probably get a little bit more than that, probably approaching 1.7 on Betfair. At the end of the day, they've only lost two games at home this season, Brentford. And since they've come into the top flight, this includes last season, obviously, as well, They've only lost four home games against teams that have finished in the bottom half. And one of those games is the one that I keep referring to at the end of last season where Leeds had to win to stay up. The chances of Brentford losing this game are pretty minimal in my eyes. So, yeah, taking the home side outright, I don't think is the worst bet you'll make this weekend. Brighton Wolves next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Brighton have won one. There's been two draws. Wolves have, been, uh, have won one. The, the handicap is minus one. 
In fact, you, you can back walls, uh, you know, just under 1.8 I'll, plus one and a quarter, but we'll get on to that later. Brighton, uh, when minus one, one naught, drawn three, lost two, come off a 3 1 defeat away at Forest. Wolves, uh, when they're plus one, one one, drawn three, lost five, four of the five will buy two or more goals, come off a two nil, but Jones. More goals have been seen in Brighton's last three matches. Minus one, 269 um, matches, 106 home, 69 push, 94 away. So it's 106 plays, 94. My rating suggesting good value wolves. It's a, it's a tricky one to call. I mean, Brighton will be back now at home in front of their home crowd after that semi-final and whatever. That could lift them, could lift them slightly. But I don't think the value is with the home side. Certainly not. It's a very difficult game to call, Pete, because you can make good cases for either team, really, on this line. And in some ways, you need to understand the mindset of both squads of players to try and fathom which side of the line you want to be on. Because Wolves come into this game on the back of winning three of the last four Premier League games. And this little mini great run of form has all but assured their safety for next season. So are they going to relax and if they do so after, you know, putting these monumental efforts in in recent weeks, you just look at their season-long away form, they've won two of 16. So they're not very trustworthy away from home at the best of times. And if they're going to take the foot off the gas a little for this game, they're even less of a safe play. But as you quite rightly say, how, how are Brighton going to react after that loss at Forest that comes so quickly after that Wembley defeat? And in some ways, it's not so much the fact that they lost at Forest, a difficult place to go. They took the lead and they still managed to concede three times to a pretty inept forward line in the shape of Forest. So will that sort of loss at the city ground jolt Brighton into life in front of the home supporters? Or will they fade away? Because a season that seemed to offer so much for Brighton could see it drift away and they may only finish the season in 10th spot. And in some ways, that would be really disappointing for the Seagulls. Bournemouth against uh, Leeds next. Uh, the game's off scratch. Bournemouth well scratch. 1-3, drawn 2, lost 5. Coming off a, a very good 1-0 victory away at Southampton. Uh, Leeds, uh, when they're off scratch away from home, 1-3, drawn 0, lost 3, come for 1-0, draw at home to Leicester. Leeds have won 6 of their last 7 against Bournemouth in all competitions. I mean, I, I, did, I, I was sort of aware that Leeds had a reasonable record against Bournemouth. I didn't realise it was so good, though. Uh, off scratch, 243 matches, 80 home, 78 to push, 85 away. The, the lean there is towards the wayside, 80 home, 85 away. Slight value, Bournemouth in Moray. Ratings. I think Leeds will eye this one up. This is a, a possibility for Leeds to get some points here. Quite right, Pete. It's a huge game for Leeds. And that result um, last night with Bournemouth winning has flip-flopped the favourites. Because on this scratch line, Leeds opened up as favourites. And I was a little bit sort of trying to work out why that's the case. And as you quite rightly say, they've, had, they've got a bit of a hoodoo over Bournemouth do Leeds. And the other important thing that I think everybody should take note of is that Leeds are going to have two extra days of rest for this game. And when you're talking about the back end of the season, you know, nervous, tense games where players are tired, it's fractions and millimetres that we're talking about in terms of separating two similar sides. Although I think Bournemouth are a bit better 
I think at this stage of the season, I think it could be a really critical factor here, this extra rest for Leeds. So, yeah, a lean to the away side for me, especially even now they've gone sort of underdog on this scratch line. You can get over even money on them scratching out. And I think at this stage of the season, as you say, Pete, managers identify certain must-win games. And in some ways, given their recent form, the Cherries, this isn't one that Bournemouth actually really need. So, yeah, a lean to Leeds. Fulham v Man City next. Uh, the two sides have met twice at Craven Cottage in recent years and Man City won both. Plus one and three quarters is the hand. Uh, Fulham, um, uh, when they're uh, plus one and three quarters, there's only been one match and they drew that. They're coming off a one-nil defeat away at Villa. City, when they're minus one and three quarters, they've won eight, drawn two, lost naught. Eight, uh, four of the eight were by three or more goals. Come off a, a 4-1 victory at home to Arsenal. I'm going to cover something about this Arsenal game when we get to the Arsenal-Chelsea game. I won't go through that now. Man City, they've won their last seven, plus one and three quarters, 15 matches, seven times the home side have uh, covered it. Three half losses, five losses, so it's seven to six and a half. No value in the line. I, I expect City to, to get through this don't know where they'll cover the line, though. Yeah, I, I, I'll be surprised if City drop a point now between now and securing the league title. And that they have only, sort of, only, they've only won nine of their 15 games away from home this season. So, for a team that's performing like a juggernaut, that record is possibly not as impressive as you might think. And after four straight losses, Fulham have won back-to-back games against Everton and Leeds. But, as we all know... This is like not like those games. Last time out, Fulham lost 1-0 at Villa. And given the fact that City have won all five of the recent meetings of the size, four of which by two goals, it's virtually impossible to make a case for Fulham here, Pete, even on this one and three-quarter goal lineup. I just see it as City or pass. With the fact that they've got the, you know, they don't even have a European game to consider this upcoming midweek. It would probably be a lead to City if they can if they can beat Arsenal by three clear goals. What can they do against Fulham in second gear? Yeah, probably the yeah. same. Good looking match next: Manchester United against Aston Villa. Uh, recent head to heads: United won two, the new one draw. Uh, Villa won one. Their, their lines minus three quarters. When minus three quarters, Man United's record's good. They won eight, drawn one, lost one. Four of the eight by two or more goals. Off a slightly disappointing two all draw away at Spurs. Villa, when they're plus three quarters, one four drawn, two lost four, only two of the four by two or more goals. Come for a uh, one nil victory at home to Fulham. Villa, they've won six of the last seven. They're in some well, incredible form since Emery's taken over, really, just, you know, just above relegation and now in the European places. Minus three quarters, 210, 67 home, 63 half wins, 80 losses. So that's 98 and a half to 80. Good value, uh, Villa. Uh, my ratings are suggesting, and I, I think it's a reasonable bet. I'm not going to dissuade you, Pete. I, as regular listeners know, I've been oozing in praise for Unai Emery. And it's interesting because with all the plaudits for Man City and Arsenal this season, yes, Manchester United only have the third best home record in the league. But from a goals conceded perspective, they're up on a pedestal on their own. They've only allowed eight goals at home this season. Incredibly, two teams have scored twice at Old Trafford and it's only been Brighton and Leeds. And obviously Brighton on first day of the season where I think they caught them a little bit by surprise. 
and yes, Villa have been excellent. But I do think this goal line at two and three quarters, Pete, given the fact that United don't concede many goals and the fact that Villa are in decent form, I'm a little bit surprised this isn't two and a half goals, this goal line. I'm not convinced this game's going to be as high scoring as we've, you know, as, as bookmakers expect. Because when United tend to play the better teams on home soil, it tends to be a bit more of a slog. So, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to take, well, I'm going to suggest the best bet in this game is the under two and three quarter goals. And, and naturally, when you look to the under, you know, if, you, if you've got a side receiving three quarters of a goal, it's probably the way you need to lean on the match market. Newcastle, Southampton next. Uh, Reese Nettes, Newcastle are 1 4. There's been two draws. Uh, Southampton 1 0. Minus 1.5 to handicap here. Uh, Newcastle. Um, Oh, crikey. Minus one and a half goals. They haven't been minus one and a half goals. That shows you... No, no, in the last seven years. And they're coming up uh, 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 against, you know, for a really good 4-1 victory away at Everton. Southampton, when they're plus one and a half, 1-1 drawn two, lost four. Four of the uh, defeats were by two or more goals. Got for one nil defeat at home to Bournemouth. Newcastle, they won seven of the last eight. Again, they're in some superb form. They only lost four all season as well. Um, minus one and a half goals, 166 games, 78 home, 88 away. My rating is suggesting the value is with the away side. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't put my house on it, but I, I, I think you're looking at decent trends for plus one and a half goals. It, it's going to be... The problem is, though, Newcastle are going to want to get into this Champions League as early as possible. And, you know, this is a game that they'll obviously be pointing towards the three points. Yeah, definitely. But at some point, Southampton need to put a performance in, you would expect. I'm going to take Southampton plus one and a half, Pete. It's purely a numbers bet in some ways. They've not been very good away from home this season, Pete. They've won four of the 16. They've only drawn twice. But I still can't have this Newcastle side. You know, only six or seven weeks ago, we were talking about Crikey, and they're now three quarters of a goal home favourites. This is a step too far for me, Pete. Yeah. We're not talking about... I mean, didn't, Ars- didn't the Arsenal line the other week open minus one and three quarters? I think so, yes. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not having this Newcastle side. Yes, on the day, they're very good and they could be flat-track bullies, but they're playing the team here in the shape of Southampton. And last time out, bar one, went to the Emirates. Oh, no, it was last time out, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 sorry, they got beat by Bournemouth. Yes, yeah, um, last away game. Yeah, but they nearly took three points away from the Emirates. Um, I can't have Newcastle here, minus one and a half, so I'm going to have to... I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm back in Southampton, plus one and a half, mate. Liverpool Spurs, I've missed the line move here. I, I've, I've judged everything off minus one goal. It's now my minus one and a quarter. That, that's a little little bit baffling to me, really. Liverpool against Spurs, though. Uh, recently, says Liverpool have won four. There's been three draws. Spurs have won naught. When minus one, I'm doing this off minus one. When minus one, Liverpool's record's incredible. One ten, draw not, lost not. Six of the ten were by two or more goals. Come off a 2-1 victory away at West Ham. Spurs, when they're away, plus one, five losses. Only one of the five, though, were by two or more goals. Coming off a 2 all draw. Tone uh, 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 to Manchester United. Three or more goals have been seen in Liverpool's last four games. Minus one goal, 269, 106 home, 69 push, 94 away, uh, 106 to 94. But my rating suggesting value Spurs and 
now it's plus one and a quarter that the, the value is even more with Spurs. But we can't go down that route like we did last week. <laughs> no, we can't. Um, all of a sudden, Spurs were minus a half. Uh, uh, plus a half, weren't they? No, no, yes, no. plus a half against Newcastle. Yeah, and yet Newcastle are nine points ahead of Liverpool in the current league standings. And they're three quarters of a goal better, apparently, according to this. Again, the line doesn't really make much sense to me, unless you've been watching Spurs defend in recent weeks. I'll be honest, I went to bed at 2-0 last night and I was beyond surprised when I woke up this morning. I do go to bed early these days, but um, they've actually got a point against Manchester United because it looked like it was probably going to be five or six. Um, You can't trust Spurs. Liverpool do seem to put performances in in these kind of bigger games and they are they are eyeing Champions League place up Liverpool if they get on a run they've got a pretty easy run in and if teams take points off of each other you never know um, but I can't back Spurs here even though all the value is with them Leicester Everton next uh, this is huge on the... Monday night yeah yeah, yeah recent head heads it's, it's been mixed uh, Leicester have won three uh, Everton have won four the handicap's now minus a half. It was minus a quarter. Minus a half, Leicester. One, four, drawn three, lost three. Coming for one old draw away at Leeds. Everton won there, plus half a goal. One, two, drawn two, lost six. Coming for four, one defeat home to Newcastle. Leicester, they've only won one of their last 11. And Everton, not one in six. So you can see why they are in the positions they're in. Minus half a goal, 279 matches. One, three, one home. One, four, eight away. My rating suggesting the value is with the home side, but you would not back them, would you, at that, that price? No, and as we know, your your ratings do tend to stretch back a bit and possibly uh, take into account sort of performances and players that are no longer sort of with the team. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this Everton side that took the field last night. There's not many Premier League players in it, in my book. And at least Leicester score goals. That's one thing you'd say. They've scored 19 more goals than Everton this season. At the end of the day, that's what the game is about. You have to score goals to stand a chance of staying in the league. Everton have won one of 16 away from home. So although I was a little bit surprised that this line's moved from minus a quarter to minus a half, should we be peak? Mm. A team that's won just one of 16 away this season, being a half a goal underdog, it's not a ridiculous line. When I first looked at it after the line move, I thought, well, this is a bit silly. But no, it would be Leicester or pass for me. I'm surprised in certain games since Dyche has took over just how dodgy Everton look at the back. I thought he would have got things sort of a little bit more ship shape. So, yeah, Leicester or pass for me, even with this line move. Arsenal-Chelsea finally on Tuesday. Arsenal have won three. It has been one draw. Chelsea won three in the last seven times at the Emirates. Minus three quarters goal, the handicap. When minus three quarters, Arsenal's record's not great, really. One, two, drawn five, lost two. Only one of the two victories were by two or more goals. Kind of four and defeat away at Man City. Chelsea... Um, They've only been plus one and three quarters, sorry, plus three quarters uh, once. And they lost that game, but they only lost it by one goal. They cut for 2-0 defeat at home to Brentford. Chelsea lost their last three. 
Um, the values with the away side, I feel, but again, you, you just can't back them at, at the current thing. I, I expect Arsenal possibly to get the win here. Where do you get the value for Chelsea here from? Mate? Well, it's 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 obviously time, isn't it? You you, you they, they've had a, a very big decline here, but you know, obviously, you know, last season they finished the the, the, the season, you know. I know, I know. I know, I know what you mean, but Arsenal have got nearly double yeah. the amount of points that Chelsea has. And yeah. In my mind, with the line even set at minus three quarters, there's only one bet that you can consider making, and that's you know taking the home side. And I know lines are set to try and ensure that they get two way action, but in reality, I don't think any serious better could look to back this Chelsea side. It's not saying that they can't win this game because we know that they can, but. Chelsea aren't scoring goals. They've netted just once in the last five Premier League games. They've only scored 13 in 15 on the road. And they've only scored four times away to top half place teams. And my only concern, you know, for, for anybody looking to bet Arsenal here, that, that they're, they're imploding. But, they may implode, but we've seen in recent weeks they still score goals. They've scored in each of the last 13 Premier League games. You know, they've scored twice or more in eight of their last nine games. Only that match last time out at Man City being the blemish on that record. And my only concern, really, for, you know, betters of Arsenal is that by the time this game kicks off, that they probably won't be top of the table. And if they're feeling a bit sorry for themselves, you can kind of see Frank Lampard maybe engineering some kind of response from Chelsea. But in reality, we've seen nothing from Lampard since he took over at Stamford Bridge that he's capable of doing anything with this set of players. So, yeah, even with the line as it is, Pete, I'll be back in Arsenal. Let's just have a quick word. Uh, did, did you see the game on, on, on Wednesday, the, the, the Man City-Arsenal game? Yes. I, I thought that second goal was, was everything that is wrong with VAR. Why? Was his toes were in front. That's he, he was offside. His body was in front of the other blokes. This is this toe business, this thin line, and this is crazy. Crazy. Well, I, I don't, I've never believed in VAR. Um, as I always say, Seth Blatter for his many faults, and obviously he had many. Um, always believe that the final of the World Cup should be played to the exact same laws of the game that your Sunday League game is. And that was one of the magical things about, you know, before technology came in. Um, but, I mean, I've still not seen that definitive angle, the side-on angle. No, no. One where, and it's like, well, I'd like to see it side-on. Um, but if they say it's offside or onside, then you, you have to go with them that, I think those sorts of things are so close that the attacker should get the benefit of the doubt, to be honest, like the old daylight rule. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, there, there was another incident in the uh, West Ham game, wasn't there? West Ham went ahead. I saw, obviously, I, when it was 2-0, I, I'd lost interest in the, the Man City game because it, it, as far as a competitive game, it wasn't, you know, there's a, so I was switching around and I saw the West Ham and again, the, the, the linesman didn't give it. He was offside. The, 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 the you know the VAR 
probably the correct, yeah, the, it was the correct decision there. But that, it, it's just, you know, imagine being in the stadium, being a Man City fan, and then they scored a second goal against that, which has possibly, probably wrapped up the title five minutes while yeah. they make a dodgy decision. That's the thing. It takes out the instantaneous emotion of scoring a goal. And I also think they should probably have a, a VAR timer. They have got 15, 20 seconds to look at it. And if they can't see that it's an egregious mistake by the officials within 15 or 20 seconds, the the, the ruling on the field stands. Because yes, it... you can't have a, 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 a game like football, which relies on emotion and instant instantaneous sort of response from the crowd can't have the game stopped for three minutes no it's, it's no it's it's crazy isn't it it i think they they should could they have something like cricket where that that you're allowed you can have like saying that manchester yep. city can say no we think that's a goal we're gonna yep. we you know you're, you're allowed one a game and that's it well in in, in cricket in, a, in american football you can you can have sort of whatever number you want in in a way you could set it up, but you could maybe have two challenges, and if you lose them, then that's it. So then if you if you you waste them, you lose them. Yeah. If, if later in the game there's a, a mistake by the referee and you've wasted your challenges because you've been an idiot earlier moaning about something that they've got right, then it's your own fault. Yeah. It just. I just find it, you know, like I say, I think it ruins the game, to be quite honest. Well, I'd hate it. I mean, we both support did, did, League did, One teams. Did you, think that was a, did you think that was a goal, though? Did you think that was, did you think that was a goal? Real time, when I watched it, I thought it was. And then when the flag went up, I thought, OK, maybe he went early. But then, as you quite rightly say, the next two and a half, three minutes or whatever it was, was bloody nonsense because you saw one angle where you think that he's clearly offside there. But then you get another angle where there's a line on a foot and you just think, well, maybe he was onside. But, I mean, we both support League One sides, both season ticket holders at League One sides. I would hate it if it ever came down to our level. It just sucks the emotion and the instantaneous joy out of the game. Yeah, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Let's hope our selections aren't <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, we had a good midweek, didn't we? We both got winners midweek. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for two here. It's, I mean, I'm going to go uh, Villa plus three quarters of a goal away at Manchester United. And I'm going to go uh, Southampton plus one and a half goals away at Newcastle. Well, shoot me now, Peter. I'm following you in on Southampton plus one and a half goals at St James's Park. So shoot me now. I'm back in the bottom of the table side, away to the team in third. Right, we shall be back uh, next week. I mean, I, I, you know, we've got to. When, now these games aren't there. Isn't as many, is there now? So no. we'll, we'll probably just do them at the, the weekend. To be honest, now, yeah, we'll 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 go, we'll go for the weekend games. So we'll be back next Friday. I think it's next Friday, and or is it next Friday? Is it? Yeah, it will be next Friday. I'm, I'm just think what 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 day are the six of May? What day is that? Is that a Saturday? Saturday. Oh, that, oh, there is this Premier League games on the Saturday. I didn't think they were playing that next Saturday, but yeah, next Saturday. So we shall be back next Friday, and um, good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.